1: Well, I tell you what, we are back. The Premier League has returned. The fans are going to be back for the final five nights. I've got my tickets sorted for the final two nights. A load of the other crew from Online Darts as well are going to be down there. We're very, very excited to be there. And we were all really excited for the return of the Premier League. And then it happened. Uh, I mean, look, there's one great performance we're going to talk about. The rest... Yeah, Maybe not so much. Maybe I'm being a bit too harsh. Who knows? But whatever happened was, is that there has been some significant changes in the Premier League table. And I think I might have been a little bit too harsh, actually, because uh, another performance actually was worth noting as well. Uh, but we will come on to that. Welcome along to Premier League Daily. The first night of the second phase of the Premier League, even though it's block three. God, this year is weird. And uh, as we say, four games taking place and a big, big story to talk about involving a certain green machine. More on that to come in just a moment. Jarlath Eaton here to talk some darts alongside you and joining us to do so are Jack Goey-Garwood and our newest team member, Charlie Hopper. God forgive me for going to you second, uh, but I think it's only fair on his first show uh, that we head over to Charlie first of all. Charlie, welcome to the Online Darts family, mate. Great to have you on board. Um, your initial thoughts after... A night ten that promised a lot and somewhat delivered. I think is the right word to use there.
0: Yeah, well, thanks for uh, thanks for the introduction. Um, it's great to be involved and and it's it's nice to be able to actually chat to you rather than just watching you through a screen on a on a live stream. Because <laughs> um, that seems to be how I uh, how I came across online darts. But yeah, I think it was a bit of a mixture of a night, wasn't it? Really, there was there was two really really good standout games for me, and then the other two were were pretty much games that I had on in, in the background really, um, but you know as as it, as we're getting closer to the final um, and and the knockout stages now, I think players are just trying to pick up points where they can, and you know it was good to see MVG get back to to some sort of form, but the inconsistency that he's got at the moment, you know he could get he could get then absolutely trampled on in the next game. <laughs>
1: So you're probably the only person who's ever said it's great to actually be able to speak with you than watching us through a screen. You're probably the only person that's ever oh, said that.
0: Honestly, <laughs> honestly mate, um honestly if I'm honest, I used to uh I used to do stuff in in the house and I had I'd usually have you on the TV or something so it was quite it's kind of surreal having speaking to everyone in in the group chat and that so it's um you know, Ari,
3: like, you've got the job now, stop lying to us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to worry about that now, mate. You're involved in the show and it's great to have you on board. It genuinely is, mate. We're very, very excited okay. to have you uh, as part of the Online Darts family. Uh, Gob, um, it feels weird actually having a compliment. Uh, this must be, this is a very weird feeling. So I'll, I'll flick it back to you where I'm sure you'll, you'll, you'll bash me for saying uh, what I'm about to say. Um,
3: he's back. He's not bloody back, is he? <laughs> Come on, man. Look,
1: look, okay. Do you know what? Let's just go into it. Michael Van Gogh versus Dimitri Berg is where we start this Premier League daily, uh, everybody. MBG, 83 winner. He averaged 109.96. Dimi averaged 106.7 at one stage, averaging 108 and was getting whitewashed. Uh, MBG at one stage, averaging 117 after six legs. Look, I, 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 I use the phrase he's back in jest because we know a certain member of our team that rhymes with uh, Bill fars uh, that will say that he's back. Um, but in all seriousness, that for me is probably the most convincing performance I've seen from him in this Premier League. Is it? We saw
3: basically the same from Rob against Rob Cross.
1: I, I thought that this was more convincing. Eight out of ten on the checkouts two beautiful finishes on the ball, four 180s, 110 average, at one stage averaging 117, and only really, the average only fell down because he basically won the game and and, and flipped the off switch for a little bit. I thought this is more impressive than Rob Cross.
3: That's the difference. I don't think he had a a switch off period against Rob Cross, but like I say, his his finishing 8 out of 10 is ridiculous. Look, we, we can talk about this performance when the cows coming. This is not something new from Van Gerwen. He, he's not just reinvented the wheel. The issue I think we have to talk about and we'll get on to no doubt later is, will he back this up tomorrow? Because we've seen glimpses of this. We've seen four or five leg bursts. We've seen the 107 average from Rob Cross. But every time Van Gerwen has done something that where he, you just sit up and look at him and go, oh, there's a sign. Oh, there's a sign. He goes and follows it up with something, quite frankly, disastrous.
1: What are your thoughts, Charlie, on this one? Because obviously, new are coming in. We, we people who regularly listen to the show, know that God will will, will say this. And to be fair, so will we across the entire platform, really. But I, as I say, I thought this was a very. It's probably the most convincing I've seen Marco van Gerwen look since. Pff, uh I'm I don't even know. Maybe the players champ, maybe the UK Open against uh, Jose De Sousa. I don't know. It, it felt it felt a very telling sign to me tonight that he was just not gonna get beat.
0: Yeah, it did. Um I think when I think when he was he was still what was he, six 0 up when Dimitri um started to mount, you know, and get a couple of legs on. So from there, I wasn't really a case of me being worried that he was gonna um get beat. It was probably one of his most complete performances um for, for a long time. That one, two, six checkout was was huge and you saw his reaction. But um look, I think again with MVG, there's just that worry that in his next game, is he gonna then get turned over? Um, like he did in the previous game. So, you know, I think he'll take a lot of confidence from that. And I think he's feeling um, like he's getting back to, to where he where he wants to be. But as you know, MVG is the scalp that every player wants. So um, I know in the Premier League, they're all on the same level. But when you go out from the Premier League to the UK Open, like everyone everyone wants the scalp of MVG. So, um, look, I'm hoping that he gets back to it. And I know that other, other members of the online darts crew probably aren't thinking that. Um, yeah. But I would like to see him, um, you know, consistently now pick up a bit of form
1: uh, and show us the the hundred plus average in in nearly every game now. Well, I think I, I'm thinking back to the UK Open. I'm not thinking it's the game against Jozo. I'm thinking it's that quarterfinal against Krzysztof Ratajski, where you just absolutely, uh, well, it felt like he tore him apart. To be brutally honest, off the back of it after five, after ten legs in. Um, word on Dimmy though, uh, Charlie, uh, this is a this is a bit of a, sh- a setback for him again because. Yeah. He won the pro tour. Yeah. The final pro tour won the super series. And that's all very well and good. And that's very lovely. But he was six, three up against, um, against, uh, James Wade, uh, was it on judgment night? Uh, and he lost that uh, and basically, uh, lost that lead and got it back to a draw. He's now suffered a defeat and I appreciate, you know, it's only two games in, um, and he could have easily uh, been uh, defeated by Gary Anderson as well, uh, on night eight. In short, are we seeing a bit of a blip here from the world match play champion?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, it's getting tight, isn't it? Between um, between you know, Jose Nisalza, who's looking to now get into the top four, Johnny Clayton will be looking to cement his place. So, Dimi needs to pick up points. I think that, that that's the only way that he's gonna um, he's gonna continue to do as he is. And look, it's he's done. He's he played some incredible darts in the Players Championship, um, and you know, he's 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 an inform he's an informed man. But I think the game that you alluded to there, where he threw the lead away and then he's just being trampled on by MVG, um, I think it won't do his confidence a, a boost, but I think he's still in a decent amount of form where he should still take confidence and be able to move on into the next couple of games um, and back himself to, to stay in the top four. Um, but if he can do that, what a huge achievement that would be for the youngster.
1: Huge. How big's tomorrow, Gob? Massive.
3: Okay. I mean, every night in this Premier League is, is turning into being massive. For Dimmy at the minute, I'm just... There's, there's no tenacity about him there's there's no grit if, if you get what I mean he, he's not yeah. going to put a Nathan Aspinall style performance in where he just clings on or where he hangs on he, he's going to blow people away and if if his a game isn't there at the minute to do so I feel like he's giving up those opportunities um tomorrow is a a huge huge game but he's just allowing the bigger characters if you like, to stamp their authority on some of these games at the minute and he needs needs to correct that because there are players who are going to benefit significantly from the final phase of group games when the crowd return and i'm still 50 50 on which way that's going to go for dimitri so he needs to make the most of it now without the fans where we've seen him win a title before
1: He goes third, he's now third in the Premier League from a man who has spent the most weeks or most nights at top in this Premier League so far. He is now third, is Dimitri Vandenberg, overtaken by the man we're about to hear from, who produced a 109.96 average. Is he back? Well, who knows? We'll see tomorrow more likely, but let's hear from him now. Michael Van Gerwen in his press conference. Michael, huge congratulations, stunning performance. You were very critical of yourself before we left the Premier League last time, but tonight... You must be over the moon with that. Yeah,
2: of course I'm over the moon, especially when you put it on the display like this. And uh, after last week, I also demand a lot of myself because last week in Germany had a poor performance. But uh, that also makes you a stronger dog player. You can use that and learn from it. And it's not always that easy, but you need to try to make the most of it. And uh, I put a lot of energy and a lot of time into my game. And I'm really glad it's also starting to pay out. And... Uh, if you do games like this, uh, displays like this, that gives you confidence, and that's nice, but it's history now. I need to look to the future, and that's tomorrow.
1: Speaking of the future, is this the important thing? Because we've seen you play well one night, but the next night you've been disappointing. So is that the important thing now to back it up?
2: Tomorrow, I'm probably not going to perform like this, but 106 average tomorrow will do. <laughs> but yeah, of, course, of course, I'm always critical of myself, and... Because I also know what I'm capable of and uh, of course I have to do exactly the same tomorrow because what I just said, uh, my game just a minute ago was history and I need to look to the future. But I know what I'm capable of and you can see now, hey, it's still there. Uh, of course, uh, there's still wor- a lot of work to do, but I feel good. There's more in a tank, but uh, yeah, it's there. Everyone said it's been a
1: poor year for yourself and by your standards, you probably admit it has been. Yeah, was but, a poor year. But the fact that you're still second in the Premier League table, not firing all, on all cylinders, is that
2: a worry for everyone else? Yeah, exactly. Could you imagine when I'm playing my A-game, uh, games like this week after week? Or game after game. That would, that would be great, of course, but I'm not in that position at the moment and I have to try to work myself up towards it. But that takes time, that takes some doing, or it takes some confidence, but games like this tonight, that really helps.
1: And also, how much are you looking forward to those final five nights of Premier League action with a 1,000 fans in Milton Keynes?
2: Is it a 1,000 fans. Oh, yeah. I, I, it's good. probably going to be a goosebumps moment, but I first need to make sure I go into that with a, with a good feeling. I still got two games to go here. I feel good, uh, but there's still a lot of damage to do towards the other players. And uh, uh, I know what I'm capable of. I know what position I'm in. And uh, you have to keep fighting hard. That's really important. Michael, congratulations on the result and performance.
0: Thank you. Uh, congratulations, Michael, on, uh, on the winning and performance tonight. Just looking at your body language tonight, you look very different. You look like you've got extra energy. You look, you've look, you got something about you, a bit of an awe about you again. Would I be right in saying
2: that? Yeah, my, my wife, uh, last week, every, every morning, she uh, let me uh, stay in instead of wake up for the kids. So, probably that helped. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I I, I don't know what I changed. But from losing games, uh, like what I did in Germany, you're going to be angry in yourself. You're investing more time in yourself, more, more... You're going to be more angry yourself because that's what you have to do if you want to perform better. And uh, that takes some doing. but uh, That takes time. But, uh, yeah, we're getting there slowly. But... uh, I, I I see the, uh, a lot of light on the end of the tunnel. And that's uh, really important.
0: So after Germany, you're admitting that you were
2: very angry with yourself? Yeah, of course. But I, uh, How can I be happy with a performance like that? I had a few good games, but overall it was just a poor performance. Uh, things like that, unfortunately, can happen in darts. We see, we saw with other players before as well. But you, you need to try to, to change that around and try to... Get energy for it, from it. Uh, try to use it uh, in your advantage towards the next games. It's not always easy, but you have to try. it. Okay. Uh, sorry to be the bearer of
0: bad news, but about I think I saw a stat the other day. This is your worst start to a year for ten years.
2: Um, big big incentive yeah, for you. Is that really fair with it in this Corona times? <laughs> I'm only giving you the stats. Uh, barely... I, I, I I didn't even know, but I'll. I, I don't think it's really fair, but we we'll see on the end of the year what's, what's uh, what what the stats are then, and we we'll see what's going on from there. And if it's still really crap, still didn't want anything, you can you can judge me on that. I'm sure you remind me of that. Don't worry. No <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for your time. Cheers,
1: Michael. Okay. Michael, congratulations on the win and a fantastic performance. Was that a real message you've sent out tonight that, you know, don't forget about me, I'm still as dangerous as ever? I I don't
2: have to send out messages. People uh, will be really naive if they don't know what I'm capable of. And uh, uh, I just need to look to myself and perform uh, my game in my way. And then they know what I'm capable of. And I don't have to send out messages because I know, uh, they all know what 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 I can do and what I'm
1: capable of. So, yeah. Could this be the night that only kickstarts your Premier League but the rest of your season as well?
2: Yeah, I hope so. Uh, In the last pitch, I had one good game as well. I had a four-night afterwards, so I don't want to put myself in that position again. So, I need to make sure I have the the same preparation tomorrow with the same uh, intent towards the game. And that's really important because uh, I'm sick of losing. I'm sick of losing games I, I shouldn't lose, so I have to turn that around.
1: And obviously, you won't be content with anything less than top spot in this Premier League. Do you still feel that that's there for the taking if you can get on a bit of a run?
2: I'm still there for the take, but if that's not, I want to win this Premier League. That's the most important. And if I'm top, that's nice. Uh, that's always my goal, of course, because I think if I, if I do well in my next game, I, I can be top anyway. But I want to win this tournament, and uh, it's a really big one. The one that's on my list, I have to tick the box off and
1: uh, move on. Thanks very much, Michael. Well done tonight. You. Um, Michael, it was a superb performance tonight, but do I you take extra confidence? I can hear. Am I just quiet or can you hear me at all?
2: You, can you talk a little bit louder?
1: I, I'm speaking very loud, trust me. Oh. Um, um, it was a superb performance tonight, Michael. Do you take extra confidence from the fact that it was against a player yes, that was playing well uh, himself?
2: Games like this gives you a lot of confidence, and uh, it's not easy to throw on and 10 average. Trust me, but uh, I've worked really hard in the past weeks to try to achieve something where you can hold yourself on and get yourself confidence from. And uh, this is one of them games, um, but no, it's history. I have to look to the future, that's tomorrow.
1: You mentioned just a second ago that it's about following it up. Is that the most important thing? Not just being a singular performance, following it up and doing it night after night?
2: Uh, yeah, of course. The last time I had a really good performance well, at Average, and the day after was 92 or something, and that's crap. I'm not allowed, I cannot be happy with things like that, and I wouldn't let it happen tomorrow, because I know I'm better than that, and I know how I feel, but I feel better now. Some, for some reason, I don't know why, but I know there's more and more to get, more to go for, and uh, I feel there's more in the tank. Okay. Thank you very much for your time, Michael. You're welcome.
0: Well, congratulations, Michael, on the win. That, that Those averages, they
1: were absolutely stupid. Does that feel like a real statement?
2: statements maybe yes or no, but I don't have to put out statements. Statements I've put out so many times in my life, um, it's something more I have to demand for myself game after game. And I know what I'm capable of, I know my ability, and I know how many, how many tournaments I've won, but... That is past, and I do have to look to the future. Uh, I can't say enough, but I need to make sure I keep performing well. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's. Uh, I've, I've, I've been coming from far. I have a lot of bad games in the past months, and I've been angry at myself so many times. But I feel that it's, it's, it's getting there. It's coming, and it starts the, the puzzle is start to click.
0: And what's your mindset going into? All the Premier League matches? Because does, does the prim, does the Phil Taylor Premier League record play on your mind, or do you just completely blur that out? What record?
2: Uh,
1: Phil Taylor's uh, six Premier Leagues. Oh, six?
2: Now I, I will get that uh, record anyway, because I'm still here for another 10 years. If I'm not going to win it for another two times, it's going to be really crap. But uh, that's just one of them things. But Phil, Phil Taylor, he's, what he did in the Premier League, so I had so many great battles with him over the past, but yeah. It's History, we need to look to the
0: future. I like him. I think uh, Jamie touched on it earlier. You must be so excited to have the fans back. Sorry, I, I didn't hear you. You must be so excited to have the fans
3: back because you are really you yeah. love a party, don't you? Oh,
2: I can't wait to I really miss the fans because uh, if you're going to look towards the tournaments winners, tournament's winners in the last year, people that start to get confidence, Johnny Clayton, uh, Dimitri D'Souza would have. Of course, they're great players, but would have uh, how do I say it in a good way? Without, I can't probably, but would have would have all won the tournaments if there was crowds. That's another question. No one knows, but I know for fact I, I will be a stronger player when the when the crowd is there. And, uh, I have to show that, but I will I will do that, and I know I'm capable. of.
1: Great performance tonight, Michael. Thanks for talking to me. You, you're welcome, mate. And Gob, that victory for MVG gave Nathan Aspinall a huge opportunity here uh, to to go and basically take this Premier League by the by the horns, and he has done just that. From four-two down, he comes back and beats Peter Wright eight-five. Not the greatest game in terms of the averages: ninety-three plays eighty-eight, but. I'll be honest with you now. I can't see anybody catching him in the race for the top four. Let's just say, is the top the the league still open? Absolutely, it is. But for me, Nathan Aspinall will be at finals night. There's no way he's not picking up four more points in in the next six games.
3: Yeah, I I tend to completely agree with you in that instance. Um, He has been rock solid. Took the chance that was afforded to him this evening, not in spectacular fashion, but again. Like I just made that comparison with Dimitri, he is prepared to scrap. He is prepared to go to that well. He produces a moment of brilliance when he needs it the most. The one six one one tonight was ridiculously good. Um, and he's, he's, he's just got something about him in this event. He absolutely loves the Premier League. And it's ridiculous because every time I've rides him up for it, he comes back and, and delivers this sort of performance or this sort of win, shall we say.
1: Indeed. Uh, look, what do you think um, on on Ash's performance, Charlie? And also, as well, Peter Wright. Now, that's a that's a that's a big moment. The fact that he's lost the four two lead. Do you think that that could be him done already in this Premier League? Um, no, I think firstly on on. On Asp, I think,
0: look, you've got to look back at his couple of his games that he's played recently. And there's um, in his last five, there's two games that you'd probably take away from that being Gary Anderson and and uh, Peter Wright again. But the rest of them, they've been such scrappy games that he's managed to come through. Um, and I think maybe a couple of years ago, he probably would have lost those games. But for Peter Wright, I'm not Peter Wright's biggest fan, and I'll admit that. Um, but I think he's—I don't know if he's lacking something. He's—he's he's lacking a little bit inside of him, and I can—I can just see that. But that one six one—that—that's enough to knock anybody. And—and um, and that was the game changer. And Nathan Aspinall putting—you know—really serious performance. And players like MBG will be looking over the shoulders now with the Asp—you know—picking up some form and, and leading the table.
1: Indeed. Uh, let's move on. We'll talk about a bit more about Nathan Aspinall in a minute because uh, we've got that game against Gigi Vandenberg um, t- tomorrow, which we need to talk about. But as I said, I can't see how anybody catches him in that race for the top four. I think he will be there or th- thereabouts. If he does get caught, it will be huge uh, for finals night. Uh, let's move on and we'll stay with you, Charlie. And we'll talk about Johnny Clayton against James Wade. A big game in the race for the top four and it is Johnny Clayton that will end the night in fourth place on 12 points. Uh, a couple of points, a point clear of Josie DeCis, which we'll come on to in just a moment. But how important was that win for Clayton? Because it looked at one stage it was going to be pure wading.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, with James Wade, you, what you see is what you get, isn't it? And he's uh, he just plays one way and there's no change with him. Um, so I, I'm a massive fan of Johnny Clayton and, and how he's grown um, over the last season or so has, has been brilliant, but that is a huge win for him. Um, I mean, he dominated on, on, on all the scoring fronts, um, and a huge average from his, him as well with a 92 for Wadey. Um, but look, I think his doubling was was just below half, wasn't it? So um, he might have been punished if if Wade had you know, averaged a little bit more. But that's huge for him as well. He's got a point gap now on, on Jose de Sousa. Um, and he just needs to back it up again and, and make sure that that gap continues
1: to grow. Well, you, you obviously, God, we all know you are the James Wade enthusiast on this panel. Um, your thoughts on Wavy tonight? Because, again, it just looked like one of those games that we saw at the start of the first block where he just didn't really get going.
3: Yeah, completely agree. There was a stat bounding around earlier. I'm not entirely sure who it came from, so apologies for not giving you credit for it. But he had a scoring average tonight of the worst of the Premier League campaign, a first-nine scoring average, which, when you consider the form that Glenn Durrant was in for the first period of the tournament that's a standard. The fact that James picked up as, as many legs as he did is a ridiculous achievement in itself, especially to an opponent averaging 13, 14 points higher than him for the majority of the game. But Charlie's hit the nail on the head there. I say this a lot about James Wade. You know exactly what level of performance you're going to get from him after four legs. That is not going to change. That is not going to increase. If after four legs, James Wade's averaging 92 he ain't getting above 96 for the match and Johnny was just too good, stayed ahead um, and and took the chances when he needed to in those crucial moments towards the back end.
1: Well, this is what i was going to say about Clayton, because obviously 105.3 average is another huge average from the Ferret. But it shows you, you you talked about it there, about how many legs he got. If he'd actually found a way to double, he had a chance to win all four of the first legs, or sorry, all, uh, you know, all of the first four legs and he missed three of the chances he, he, he conceded three of them. This could have easily been an 8, one, eight two, if he'd learned how to double at the start, at least, anyway.
3: Yeah, I, yeah, completely agree. But I, I suppose that starts. If, if Johnny puts those doubles together in, in the first leg, he, he could have run away with his 8 one eight, two and, and threatened them average tonight. He was that bloody good. Um It's a a welcome return to the winner's circle for Clayton as well. Um, Yes, he beat MVG uh, on the the final night, on on judgment night in inverted commas. Um, But before that, he was struggling a little bit. A loss to Wadey 7-2, absolutely pummeling. um, And a a draw winner for Aspinall. So that would be a much... Johnny Clayton would be a relieved man that he's, he's picking up results again now.
1: And we'll come back to you, Charlie, and we'll talk about the game between Jose de Sousa and Gary Anderson, our final game of the night that we're going to talk about. It's an interesting one, this, because Jose didn't really have to be anywhere near his best tonight. And he's got an 83 victory, and he's the closest player to the top four. And he takes on uh, Dimitri Vandenberg tomorrow, which we will talk about. Uh, uh, no, he doesn't. Excuse me. Uh, he talks on uh, James Wade uh, tomorrow, which is a big game between fifth and sixth. Whoever wins that will uh, will potentially be well, will, definitely will uh, be in the top four at least for the uh, a moment. In the evening, what do you think here about Jose? Because he, he wasn't anywhere near his best, and yet, to be fair, he could have easily whitewashed Gando. That's the, that's the worry for me about about Jose. Yeah,
0: um, I think. Look, I think he was nowhere near what. We know that um, South can do. Um, I mean, he it is a 99 average. But with Gary, he missed so many tarts at doubles. I was watching the the game, and he, you know, he missed so many at doubles. And, and Josie just didn't need to to get out of what fourth gear. He didn't need to really push push it. And look, I think. Mm. Did what he, he did what he had to do tonight. And that, I guess that's what you've got to do, isn't it, really, in, in the Premier League? You've just got to get, get the points and the results. But for Gary, sometimes I watch him and I, and I think he looks amazing. And other times he just he can't do right from wrong. So, um, look, I think Jose's picked the perfect night to play Gary Anderson, really. Uh,
1: this is the thing, Goh. And, and again, whilst you are also a Wave fan, you're very much a huge Gary Anderson fan. Uh, look, be honest with me on this one. Do we think that that is Gando's Premier League done? Because I certainly do.
3: Yeah, look, look, he has this knack of finishing in the top four, right? And there's still that thing in the back of your mind saying, don't write him off yet, just yet. Don't write him off just yet. But the the phase two darts are back tonight. The old dream boys with a scallop in the middle. I just don't think he's been settled for a long, long time. He had the back injury and the eye surgery and, and that, well... He started wearing glasses because he couldn't see it. How he won two World Championships without being able to see, by the way, is a bloody miracle. <laughs> um, but ever since he's had to start wearing glasses, his, his throw has been off a little bit and there uh, have been times where right. it's looked very, very good. But this entire Premier League campaign has been a bit of a battle for him, if I'm being honest. The, the action has never looked 100% for an entire performance. Um and he's still searching for that a little bit. And whether or not we're going to get all that practice that he told us he was going to deliver um, at Christmas when he was having a pop at some of the media is yeah. uh, still yet to be seen.
1: Charlie, one, defi- one win in six, three straight L's that Gary Anderson has had. Um, do you think that he's done in this Premier League? Because he's going to have to win all six of his remaining games just to get to 20 points. And that will be... In, that 19 points, we always say, is the magic marker. But he's going to have to win all six of his remaining games in order to keep in his Premier League. In short, I can't see how he does.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I'm not too sure um, whether he'll have it in him to do it. But again, again for Gary, now he's in a position where he's got nothing to lose. There's, not, there's, not, there's nothing that he's got... He knows that a loss and he's, he's probably out. So he's got to just throw everything at it now, every single night. And if he can get a bit of... A bit of form behind him then you never know but look talking about uh losing streaks Glenn Durant is on one and i hate to see that and now that gary's on one um in the premier league it's, it's a struggle but um look it's 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 harsh it's hard to see him uh in this position but look you never know and um, that starts that's the beauty of it he could easily um
1: nick a couple of wins in the next and then we're starting to consider him for the top four Let's go through then the results one more time for you on night 10 of the Premier League. And this uh, is what we had. Johnny Clayton, eight. James Wade, five. It's Jose De Sousa, eight. Gary Anderson, three. Michael Van Gerwen, eight. Dimitri Vandenberg, three. And then Nathan Aspinall, eight. Peter Wright, five. We seem to be getting a lot of symmetrical nights. Uh, from the Premier League at the moment. Loads of symmetrical evenings. It's actually quite mad. Uh, But that is what we got uh, on night 10. This is how the table looks then. And Nathan Aspinall has opened up a two-point gap at the top. Played 10, 15 points, just one defeat all year. And that actually was against Dimitri Vandenberg, who he plays tomorrow. We shall talk about that game a little bit more in detail later. Plus 19 leg difference. In short, I am of the opinion that Nathan Aspinall will be at finals night. Uh, on Friday, the twenty eighth of May, I think. Uh, Michael Van Gerwen is next. He is overtaken Van Jannik Berg with a plus thirteen leg difference and thirteen points. Uh, Dimi comes next on thirteen points with the plus nine leg difference. And Johnny Clayton is then in the final remaining playoff spot with a twelve points and a plus five leg difference. Jose de Sousa is next. He is uh, outside the top four by a point. Eleven points that he's got with a plus five leg difference. James Wade then comes next on plus four with a, with a 10 points as well. That's in sixth place. Peter Wright with a minus four leg difference is in seventh place on nine points and a minus nine leg difference. Gary Anderson in eighth place on eight points. That feels like an extra point that he's behind with how bad that leg difference is. Uh, moving on then, and we shall talk about tomorrow, and there are some huge games in the race for the top four and the race to stay alive in the Premier League. Nathan Aspern against Dimitri Vandenberg. First against third is first on. Okay. Uh, James Wade against Jose de Sousa is next, so fifth against six. If any one of them win that game, they will bump themselves up into the top four uh, because of uh, leg difference. Gary Anderson, it's Peter Wright. That game, he's huge. Whoever loses that, you feel is out of the race to qualify, really, for the Premier League uh, top four. And then it is second against fourth. Michael Van Geeren against Johnny Clayton to the Premier League table could be shrinking again. The gap could be shrinking uh, towards that top four uh, by the end of Tuesday. It's time now to give our predictions. And Charlie, is the as the new kid on the block, as it were, I will give you the first go at this. And we will start off with Nathan Aspinall against Dimitri van der Berg. A huge game, this. Dimi needs to win this game if he's going to keep himself, if he wants to get himself into that top four mix. If Nathan Aspinall wins this game, that is him done for me. That is him done. Cementing his spot. In the top four, I will come on the show tomorrow and say Nathan Aspinall is our first member of our top four. What do you think is going to happen in this one?
0: Um, I, I think I think there's some really good games, isn't there, tomorrow night? Um, I think Nathan Aspinall, in my opinion, edges it. Um, just, I think it's going to be a really good game. Um, and you know both both players are looking to cement their place. The Asp at the top, um, and he'll want, he'll be wanting to go one better this year in the Premier League. Um, but I can see a Nathan Aspinall win. Um, score line, oh, it's too it's too close to call. Um, but I'm going with a with a Nathan Aspinall win, uh, and I'm going to sit on the fence uh, in terms of the score
1: line. <laughs> you got you got you going for an eight six. Is that what you're going with? And let's be honest about it. Last leg like decided. Nathan Aspinall wins it.
0: Yeah. Okay. We'll go eight six. Um, Nathan Aspinall wins it, and as you said, near enough confirms his place
1: um, in the in the knockout stages. I'll tell you what, though, Gob. The big thing is that Nathan Aspinall's only had one defeat all year in the Premier League, and the man who caused him that defeat was on night two of phase one, Dimitri Vandenberg. It was a seven five win there for Dimmy, and the big thing is as well, Dimmy's had basically the same players as he's played throughout the entirety of the first phase? Because he played not, uh, Michael McGowan on a night one, and then now he's playing Nathan Aspinall on night two of the second phase as well. So That's quite interesting. I, don't, you know, I, I like the symmetrical stuff. You know this. Um, what do we think? Do we think it's going to be a double, you know, he's going to get the, the clean sweep, as it were, over Nathan Aspinall this time around? Um, honestly, I don't
3: have a clue. I'm not going to fence it like Charlie. I will come to a decision. There's none of that on this show, mate. What, you, what, what if you
1: want, what if you want to fence, <laughs> sit on, get and get some splinters and go for the draw. If you wish to do that.
3: No, 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 no. Uh, let's go, Dimmy. I'll go the other way. Big, big gap in the just tonight. If they replicate that tomorrow, we see completely different. Um, yeah, Nathan was pushed at times by an 88 average.
1: So, uh, yeah, I'm going Dimmy 8-5. Weird enough, I had that score line as well, that start of the night. So, uh, when we were pre- previewing the night and all that sort of stuff, well, I put my preview predictions down and I said 8-5 to each of I think this is a big game for him to come back from. Uh, Nathan will do. A bit, we'll play a bit better than the 93 average. Let's just remind ourselves from that first game. Dimmy averaged 103 and Nathan averaged 98. And it was seven five. So I think it will be if it's something like that. I think it will be eight five to Bimmy. I think he will get the job done. Uh, Gob, huge game this between James Wade and Jose de Souza. Whoever wins will go into the top four. If one of them does win, if Jose wins, I think he will just just go ahead on legs one against the throw against Johnny Clayton as well. So that could be big for him as well. Uh, do we think Wadey comes back fighting, or is it going to be Jose for the time being at least going into the top four?
3: Uh I'm going with the Portuguese manner scores amazingly. Um, yeah, that, that is a big show. Wade is just incredibly difficult to predict at the minute. The first block, not great, second block absolutely ridiculously good. Um, this block is is over in two more performances. He could turn up tomorrow on average 106, throwing more 180s we have ever seen from him before. He could turn up an average 97 and stay close. It could turn up on average 88 again. Um, yeah, Jose, 85. Charlie?
0: Yeah, I'm exactly the same. That's what I was... Um, when he was just... When, um, when God was talking there, that was that was the scoreline I had in my mind. Um, I think um, Josie gets the job done. Um, and, uh, and wins and beats Wade 8-5 eight, uh, eight, and you know strengthens his position in the uh, in the in the knockout spots.
1: I'm going to go different. I'm going to say James Wade fights back and produces a really good performance, and Jose's doubling and counting lets him down. I'm going to go with an eight six win for the machine. Why not? Why not? You know, just it. like we always like. What's that? Sorry.
3: Would love to see
1: it. <laughs> well, you would. Um, right. Uh, moving on. And this is a big game. And I will go first on this prediction because whoever loses this, I mean, I personally, both of them are gone, really, in this Premier League. But whoever loses this is absolutely dead in the water. And sorry to say it, but do you know what? Actually, I was going to say Gary loses, but I just don't think he will. I mean, this, this, these pair... Uh, on night three or was it yeah night three Peter Wright beat Gary Anderson by seven legs to four I've got a feeling that both players will get to seven I'm going to go and sit on the fence which will be a result that neither of them want but I'm going to go with Gary Anderson seven Peter Wright seven God get off uh, the splinters are really hurting me tonight
3: all that bloody symmetry even going on about, and I've got the same in my mind. This will not be pretty. This will not be a primetime game. Uh, both players are struggling. I think Gary will score better than Peter. I think Peter will finish better than Gary. Um, and eventually, they'll finish with seven legs apiece and, and practically rule them both out of the top four, or at least winning the league phase.
0: Charlie, are you going with this? Um, I'm going to go eight six Peter right. Um, I just, I just feel like he he might just have the edge over Gary, but I'm not I'm not really looking forward to the game to be honest. It's probably going to be one of uh, quite a scrappy game uh, unless one of the players really takes the the game by the scruff of the neck. Um, but I'm going to go eight six um, with Peter Wright
1: getting one over his uh, his Scottish teammate. All I'll say is that switch Nathan the beach of Jannik and Gary Anderson, Peter Wright for the love of Christ, please. Uh, right, big game though, Charlie, to round it off. Michael Van Gerwen against Johnny Clayton. Uh, on night nine, as God mentioned, of course, Johnny Clayton beat Michael Van Guerwin with a 100 average, beat uh, MVG's 91, off the back of MVG averaging 104 against Jose de Sousa. I always say, unless your name is James Wade or Daryl Gurney, you very rarely beat Michael Van Guerwin twice in a Premier League. And I personally I'm not sure but I'll let you go first on this what what are your thoughts are, you, are we seeing a response for MVG to remain in the hunt for that top for, that, for to win the league phase
0: um I think I can't see him going the whole way through um now for the remainder in in such consistent form um but you never know he now might be starting a, a bit of an an upturn or resurgence in his form I, I think he's I think he does get the job done um again I want to I'm trying to side with maybe an eight eight six eight five maybe I might be completely wrong and Johnny Clayton could absolutely smash him um but yeah. I'm, I'm just hoping that having seen him tonight he then you know, backs that up with another really good performance against Johnny Clayton. Uh, and that mounts the pressure on the Welshman then, because if, if Jose beats Wade or Wade beats Jose, then there's, there's pressure on Johnny as well. So, it, you know, it's it's like uh, every single game has has permutations, doesn't it, for, for each player. Um, but I'm going to go MVG
1: 8-6. What do we think, Gob? Johnny! You going with the Clayton win? What a surprise.
3: Yeah. The, the stats back this one up. This isn't me just throwing enough dirt, MVG and hoping he, he goes down swimming. Every single performance that has gone over the 100 mark in this year's Premier League has been backed up by something less than 95. Not enough to beat Johnny. The thing four. is...
1: The thing is, right, and this is my this is what I've always said is that there has to be an exception to the rule at some stage, and I'll be honest with you, I think the exception to the rule comes tomorrow. MVG goes and wins his game, and I think he wins it quite comfortably. If you want me to be honest, I think he wins it eight three or eight four because not because Clayton cannot afford to start off slow on the doubles against against Mark van Gerwen like he did tonight. If he starts off that slowly against him, it will not be a James wade Square. they won't, we won't be able to score. MVG will score. It's more, mainly his doubles that lets him down. So I think that I've got, I just got this funny feeling that MVG is just slowly, slowly beginning to try and peak at the right moment, do the right things at the right moments. As he always says, "I'm going to go eight four to MVG because why not?" I'll come on tomorrow and I'll be absolutely wrong. And we have no clue anywhere close to knowing what the hell is going to happen for the rest of the Premier League. But, Jack Garwood, Charlie Hopper, thank you very, very much for joining us here on the Premier League Daily. So what have we learned? Well, Marco Van Gowen can still average 110, is what we mainly learnt. He dispatches eight, uh, 8-3 against Dimitri Vandenberg, who averaged 106 in the process. He averaged, this, he averaged actually the second highest average of the night, and he still got pumped. That's how good Marco Van Gowen was. Johnny Clayton is into the top four with an 8-5 victory over James Wade, 105.3 average for the FedEx. Michael Van Gerber against Clayton tomorrow could be class. Nathan Aspinall, though, is the man at the top of the Premier League table by two points. He comes back from 4-2 down to defeat Peter Wright, 8-5. And Jose de Souza, the Portuguese man of scores, still hanging around that top four hunt, sniffing around, looking for a space at the table. He defeats Gary Anderson by eight legs to three Uh, that is all from us here on the premier league daily don't forget that the modus online lively can be watched exclusively on youtube where with us and obviously by the bookmakers but only via youtube you don't have to sign up to any bookmaker or anything like that you can watch it online Darts tv on youtube is what you need to go and search for and don't forget as well you can actually watch the rest of the interviews that we've done we've done ones with nathan aspinall uh jose de and johnny clayton they're all available on our youtube site right now TV if you want to have a look at it. And if you are out and about doing bits tomorrow, take us with you on a live blog. If you're out and about uh, for Premier League night 11, Brad Pate will be back in the chair with you 7 o'clock in the evening. Join us for that night 11, which should be an absolute belter of an evening. We should be somewhere closer to finding out what the hell is actually going to happen in this top four race. Uh, we'll be back as well on the pod tomorrow. Joining myself will be Luke Pickering and Canberra Farlane. Uh, We'll be discussing all the action from night 11 as we move closer to the return of fans and the playoffs. Jack, uh, I I, I don't know why I keep calling you Jack. I've called you Gob for your entire life that I've known you. And I'm calling you Jack because I have to put it down on the pod sheet. I don't know why I do that. It is my name. Yes, but you're (laughs) Gob to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That's the point. Uh, Gob will be back with Lee and Cam on Friday on the pod. Uh, and uh, that will be the end of block two. So thanks very much indeed. Uh, for, hey, block three even, that's how tired I am. I can't wait to go to bed. Uh, that's it from all of us here on the Premier League Daily. Thanks again for listening. We'll speak to you tomorrow when we hopefully could be closer to finding out what is going to happen in this tight and twisty Premier League. Take care. Night-night.